This episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is brought to you in part by Pinoracle Arcade and Pinball Repair. If you're in the DFW area and need an affordable arcade and pinball repair team, give the team over at Pinoracle your hard-earned coins and dollars. In my opinion, here's the best part. They come to your establishment and do all repairs in-house, so there's no worry on transportation, shipping, or delivery. It's all done from the comfort of your establishment. So if you want to give your machines a one-up and extra life, go call 682-205-8705. Contact Panoracle Arcade and Pinball Repair today and get a special discount by mentioning you heard it from Damien. All right, folks, tonight on the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast, it is AEW Double or Nothing weekend live in Las Vegas. They have confirmed their venue. Looks like they're going to be having it at that venue. Uh, WWE, maybe not so much. Also, Tony Khan had a media call. We were to participate in. We're going to kind of dissect that a little bit. Um, so we got some WWE talk. got some AEW talk. We got some news. You know what it is, folks. It's another Thursday here at the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Let's get into it. episode of the big gold belt wrestling podcast coming to you live each and every thursday 8 p.m eastern standard time where you can be uh, watching us on your twitch or on uh twitter live um and if you are listening to the replay here uh either join us live or you know we're here the each and following day on all audio podcast platforms I'm your host here, Nigeria, alongside of Will Marcellus and Jamal. The four of us tonight are going to be talking some AW and some WWE, along with some news, some other things. You know how we do it. Um, but today, I think for real, for real, like there's news for sure in terms of our topics and whatnot. But I think there's going to be a lot of reaction, yet a lot of questions being asked because some things have happened. Some things have shifted. I know for me. I don't know. It may it maybe the question comes upon. D- does the change here create a logistical nightmare for others or myself? Because I do plan on going to uh, one of these events that we're going to be covering uh, in our show tonight. But we'll talk about it and we'll try to get down to the bottom of it and try to get as much as the questions out as we can. And you all can uh, participate in these questions by either uh, tweeting us at Big Gold Belt or, you know, chatting with us live during the live shows. Um, but let's start off with the news because it is news but it, I mean like some people are finding it out the hard way and some people like myself are kind of like wait what what happened so um, 
I, do I go as far as saying it's been confirmed? <laughs> it's, it's really a tricky thing. So Will help me out here. But Money in the Bank is happening in Las Vegas, July 3rd um, at Allegiant Stadium. Yes, I love Allegiant. I was just there for SummerSlam. It's the Raiders Stadium. It is their second newest stadium out there. I believe that other one near the convention center could be open by now. It's been a while since I've been out there. But either way, it's one of their newest stadiums. It's state-of-the-art. It is amazing. Besides the power outage that made half of the stadium go down in, in, in terms of uh, getting your food and drinks, which is fine because some people were getting things for free. But who's complaining? It was a good time. Um, it, it was definitely aesthetically pleasing. It was the, the climate control in there was nice. Like nobody was complaining about it hot. So it was it was a good place. I was absolutely looking forward to going back there. And then Will starts to hit us up with these very uh, mischievous messages like, oh, well, it looks like they're going to MGM. And I was like, well, I did hear a rumor, but I'm not going to say who I heard it from because, like, that rumor probably was as good as just any other rumor that that person kind of reports. <laughs> <laughs> we know how that is. But 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 to, to, to my good guy, Will's uh, credit, you know, he's not going to say something unless he did his homework. So it went from like a, hey, I heard it's moving from Allegiance to MGM. And my first thought was, well, my second pick would have been T-Mobile Arena. It's on a it's, it's it's about the same distance on the same side. So like all the logistics of hoteling and whatnot is convenient. If you are staying in Mandalay Bay, you're just going down a couple of hotels. Did you are T-Mobile Arena? And it, I think you know when you talk about uh, the the um, when when these arenas were built, this would be the third newest arena that was built there that's been hosting major events. But tells me that well, I know why they can't do T-Mobile Arena. Because UFC 276 is going to be there the night before. So, Bingo. Whoops. Now, the question <laughs> is, though, the question is, that you, does UFC... Oh, well, it can't happen because we just learned out about how refunded tickets go. It would have been interesting to know with Dana White if he had a chance where he had tried to move this to Allegiant Stadium and host the UFC event there. Now that oh, that's flip-flop open. it. Yeah. Interesting idea. But um, For the holiday weekend and all. I don't yeah. know. But yes, yeah, so there's that. And then folks started getting Ticketmaster alerts like, oh, this event has been canceled, which is funny to me because as a person who had tickets to a concert during the pandemic, I didn't even get that alert. That thing was basically like, oh, it will be scheduled to some other date and whatnot. Yeah, so, postponed. They ain't postponed. handing back no money. That's for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, so I, I guess for me, I'm thinking like they'll probably get an alert that this is like, yeah, new venue. You know, it is what it is. But, you know, logistically, contracts and whatnot all comes into play. You got to cancel this thing. So, yes, people were getting um, Ticketmaster alert saying your show has been canceled. And then the third bit of confirmation was the email that then had the graphics that said money in a bank. July 3rd, Las Vegas, MGN Garden Arena. So there it is. Money in a bank has moved from the Vegas biggest stadium to, should we say, Vegas most notable stadium at this point so you know put a little bit of respect on that i think as much as people like to praise mgm i mean um um uh, madison square garden i think you gotta kind of look at mgm in the same lights and even uh uh what's that in um atlantic city um caesars you you kind of kind of look at them in the same light as these are historical arenas uh of course mgm garden has been updated um, but like they 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 hold some prestige to hold in legendary events. So let's start off with the question now that I kind of set the table here, folks. 
Um, we'll, we'll make this very simple. Big deal or no deal of them moving this? Marcellus, big deal or no deal? No deal for me. Um, and honestly, I think when you think about a ladder match, which is the key component of this show, I think a more intimate or smaller arena is better because of the impact of what you want to mm. see directly with the ladder match and takes. And when you think about the acoustics of the viewing angles that takes place with that, it's going to be hard. And even though I've never been there, you have two James. I've never been mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. But I think the viewing angles that you <clears throat> want to have the impact, especially of my hint, hint, predicted winner, you want to make sure that's an epic moment where it looks good on TV. It looks good in person. The sound is great. And you mm -hmm. want to make sure you have that as a center moment. Like, for example, when we went to Chicago, and it was at that arena too, it's the same smaller venue that's similar to MGM and the other arenas that you just mentioned, even Madison Square Garden, where the impact of the sound acoustics and what you can see regardless of your viewage point is going to be an impacting show from the camera setups to the live viewing. I think they want to make sure that moment is felt when this happens because they want to make this a big event. So I, I say no deal. It's just, of course, the little reconfiguration of how you got to do tickets, but no deal, yeah. not a big deal to me. Small, small is better. Um, Jamal, I'm going to throw it to you, but I, I remember, I think it was you. Was it you or Will that was texting me when I was at SummerSlam and somebody was asking me where the hard cam was? We were both what? curious about that because they did a great job of hiding how one whole side of the building was completely empty. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. So, so hard cam was somebody absolutely on the ladder. And I can tell you that when I was looking for hard cam, I was like, where is it? And I like squatted down and I was in the 100s, by the way. And I like squatted down and I was like, oh, there that, there's the hard cam. This person on this ladder over here. So to Marcella's point, if the ladder was even in the ring, I still it being in the 100 section, still like a yeah, that's kind of it's kind of far, you know. It's, I see it, but do I feel it? You know what I mean? But uh, Jamal, but for you, is this a big deal or no deal of them changing the venue? So this is a big deal. Um, I can't think of a time where Vince McMahon has wanted something and has backed off of it to do it smaller. WWE. Uh, you know, just as their M.O. is, you know, it's big. It's grand. Everything is the biggest, the best, the greatest. Uh, they have the greatest wrestling match ever. WrestleMania is the showcase of the immortals. Everything that they do is superfluous. Hell, they even made the last pay-per-view on just um, those kind of superfluous words. You know, it was WrestleMania was just called stupendous for no goddamn reason. Vince McMahon <laughs> yeah. does big. Costco size big, Costco on the moon size big. And for him to rent a 60,000, 65,000 seat football stadium, which he probably could have got, yeah, 50 something, 55,000 in there. When you, when you talk about the elaborate sets, they had a pirate ship for WrestleMania in a stadium that actually has a pirate ship in it. They just built a bigger one. Yeah. Vince McMahon does big. He's made his money on being big and over the top. He didn't just have a football league. He had a football league that was the biggest, you know, football league. And it was in, you know, it didn't work out, but the bottom line is, is that it had, you mean, he didn't have a, he didn't just have a football team. He bought a league. Right. <laughs> go big or go home, man. <laughs> bigger and more over the top. You yeah. know, <laughs> you, so for him, you are right about the play on words. Like everything is the most, everything uh, is the most. What was uh, yeah. Pat calling WrestleMania? The most it was stupendous. Uh, stupendous. Stupendous. Most stupendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the tagline. Yeah. For no reason. So because 
this Mr. is um, something that is. And again, we don't officially know why they had to pull out. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that UFC is running the uh, T-Mobile Arena the same night. Yeah, we know That's that it fight. would be. It of course it's a big fight. Every. UFC fight is the biggest fight of all time. So that's fine. This is this is a big one though. This is, but yeah, I do agree. But Dana White does the same thing. And I also think he looked at Vince McMahon and for the same respect of saying, like, it doesn't matter if this is UFC fight night 10 or if it's UFC seven uh, two seventy-six. It's our biggest event. And right. some of it is true, but some of it is kind of well, but but again, you're you're the guy selling the thing, so you wouldn't you're not gonna sell it as ah, come if you want. No, it's big. Um, So because it's big and because he rented the shiny new football stadium in the middle of the desert, because he, uh, you know, was going to officially make money in the bank, one of the big five. And we've been saying how it should be one of the big five. It's just that importance of our series is kind of falling off. Well, now we're here and money in the the bank is going to be presented is probably the, well, biggest way that it's been presented legitimately because I really don't count money on the roof. Uh, from a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so this is it. This is like the coronation of Money in the Bank as one of the big five pay-per-views. And for whatever reason, we can oh. speculate, but for whatever reason, you have to dial it back. And let me, can I add this? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Let, me, let, me, let me cut them off real quick, and uh, then you can jump in there. Can somebody right. just quickly look up if this would have been the biggest venue that they've run, I think we could come for money in the bank. For money in the bank, easily. Okay, Plus, okay. We're counting that as a separate event and not a part of WrestleMania where it started. Yes. Right, right, right. Oh right. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's been a standalone event. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Just wanted to confirm that. Um, go ahead, Seven. But I want to also add this: timing could be very critical right now, where Vince McMahon has to play the smart game. So let's think outside the box. Of course, gas prices are going up, airplane prices are going mm-hmm. up, and everything of that nature. So if you have this big event with the economy the way it is right now, where people can't afford to probably even get mm-hmm. there, you don't want to have a lot of empty seats when you're trying to make this a big moment too. So logistically, put it in a smaller venue right now, even though you can still make the markup and still have the momentum to be that big five or the biggest stadium, but don't risk it now when you don't have to. And you I think what? that could be another financial reason to put that. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go counterpoint with that and say Vince McMahon doesn't give a good goddamn where you come from. Um, (laughs) definitely don't (laughs) he he does not because if he can book a show in Jeddah Saudi Arabia and that be the greatest Royal Rumble or whatever it is um, he can put uh, money in the bank in a football stadium oh well what about the people from Salt Lake driving down gas prices he doesn't give a shit you bought the ticket you're going to come that's the key though key key word though tickets did people actually buy tickets though right that's got to be know. the X factor here. That's got to be the X did. factor here. The only way I see this show getting pulled back is there is some number of tickets they wanted moved by a certain date, and they must have fell short of that mark. And they must. And I, we were discussing earlier today. I'm assuming they had, you know, there was a deadline probably to where they could get out of this, to where they could move it. They might incur some kind of penalty to do it, but we're still more than 30 days out. So I'm guessing they were looking at the books and being like, we've moved this many seats. Mm-hmm. We were hoping to get this many. Cause I, we've, we've heard like we saw with SummerSlam, they're by no means trying to fill the stadium. It'd be great if they did, but they were going in with the expectations of 30 K 35 K, you know, something like that. They were going to be creative in how they filmed it. Just like they did with SummerSlam half, half the venue filled up. That's all they're trying to do here, but they must've fallen short. And it was, whether it's the inflation, the economy, whatever it is, those tickets must not have moved. So 
Historically, this has only happened, I guess, one time with WWE really big before WrestleMania 7, where they were going to run the LA Coliseum and do their first shot at doing 100,000 people. And that show was going nowhere fast. And by like January, they called it, they were moving it to LA uh, Sports Arena. Mm. And so they dramatically shrunk that one at the time that was during the Persian Gulf War. So they blamed it on security concerns and things of that nature. We have not gotten our official reason why the show has been moved yet, but that's what I'm waiting on next. It's like, what's going to be the excuse for why they've changed? And the thing is the excuse, hold on real quick. The the, the excuse is largely on WWE because UFC, that was a known thing. Uh, whatever else they have in time uh, in town is a known thing. Whatever else they got in the world, whether it's the NBA playoffs or hockey playoffs or whatever, holiday weekend and all that. Um, yeah, it's right. It's for it's Fourth of July. Um, yeah, uh, money that's is right. that's that's so, that's why I'm out there. <laughs> right. So, um, so right. So it's Fourth of July. Um, so uh, whatever would be happening in the world is what it is. That's going to be a thing, and they knew that going in, and they still said no. Nah, it's Book absolutely a perfect storm. It's a perfect storm to run this event. Yeah. It's Book the football stadium. Something. We're going to get 50,000. Easily. No. I would have bet that one. I would have bet that one. I wish I we mean, could have yeah, had right. a chance to bet this. It, it I'm makes sense. Yeah. But, but you're telling me that, but I, I don't believe because people live in Vegas. And, you know, it's it's not like Vegas is a small town. It's not like, you know, in Boise, it, Idaho. And so, California residents come down to Vegas every week like it's a job. Well, it is a job is nothing for them. <laughs> and we we already saw it last year. They pulled it off for SummerSlam. So they've run this venue before. Yeah. It's not like this is a totally unheard of thing. They just did it last August. Yeah. Well, really, really quickly, I just want to ask you. So is this a big deal or not a big deal to you? It's to me, it's a big deal in just what the aftermath of it becomes. I, one thing I'm thinking is because we had heard all this talk about these stadium shows they're running and the change into Saturday pay-per-views and tying it into the holiday weekend. There's all the talk that this was a Nikki Khan initiative, part of the Nikki Khan way of doing things and making things bigger and making it into more like event destination event program. It's a premium live event. Exactly. It's a premium live event. So I'm curious to see the fallout from that because, of course, this was just the first of three stadium shows. We got Nashville next for SummerSlam. And then, of course, after that, we have Cardiff. Cardiff, the tickets are flying. So I'm not worried about the Cardiff show. And I can't imagine them downscaling SummerSlam. So if they Who were going to the do one of these three. to sit outside in Nashville in August? <laughs> Good question. It sure as hell ain't going to be me. No. But SummerSlam, I figure, is an easier sell than money in the bank is my thought. I, I don't I think this sets a precedent though, because if we if you can't get people in Vegas, uh, you know, for this for this uh show, uh I'm not it's not a guarantee because Vegas is an actual tourist destination. Yeah, right? people uh, from well, Los Angeles, you know, drive there, people from Phoenix drive there, people live in Vegas, so you know, damn near a million of them. So it's not there's a lot of people in the Vegas area that want to be in Vegas. I yeah, can't say I, the same thing about Nashville. It's right. very possible the SummerSlam could could go down the same road. The, the, they the, couldn't uh, do it in Vegas. I don't know what Nashville has. The Impact folks are going to go to it. That's it. The, okay, fine. Seriously. They sell five thousand tickets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, seriously. The, my my question here is, and, and and actually, Nashville is sort of a little bit of a wrestling destination, but still, it's, it, mm. this shouldn't even be a debate. It ain't but Vegas, though. It's not Vegas. Vegas is Vegas. the fight capital, right. and you know I'm always going to preach that. But so, okay, here's my here's two things I want to ask real quick. So UFC 276, uh, which is going to be Adesana and, and Kananir, which should 
be Ali Sana's biggest opponent to the today. Style Bender is the UFC's biggest draw right now. Um, and for sure, this is going to be a card to watch. You also got Max Holiday on it as well, too. Um, so UFC fans already know this is a fight to look out for. And it is Vegas and UFC, and it goes synonymous one and one and one. I am not a person that looks up TV ratings. I don't look at how many seats are available. But I do now have to ask if there's any way for either you're listening to us or if somebody on, on, our, on our team right now can look it up. Is UFC 276 struggling with their tickets? Because then you start to consider what Marcellus may be talking about. Is it just, you know, is the economy just really bad right now that folks just can't do what they usually do? But for me, it's a perfect storm. I, you go out there for Vegas in July. That means you get Vegas at its max. You're getting everything you want. The sun is just sitting in your face. You're getting Vegas to the T. But so you got things to do that weekend. You got 4th of July parties. You actually get the 4th of July on the weekend. You get WWE. You get the UFC. And they're both major events. So why wouldn't folks think that, man, if I come in town, I could. there's a lot of things I can do. Why aren't people spending the money right now is the thing. Um, but it makes me wonder if the USC 276, are they struggling with it? I looked at the, t- uh, at the access TV. They're not using Ticketmaster, Thank God, um, for tickets. I'm looking right good. now. There, there are definitely tickets available. So it's yeah. by no means sold out, but yeah. it's a matter of how many are gone, but I'm sure they're not worried being it's like you said, it's Vegas, it's UFC and that actually, okay. Clicking on a section now. Yeah. Most of them are blacked out, but and, if you want to get let in the building, know. you can get in the building. Tickets start at $110 at T-Mobile Arena for this event. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's not. So if we're talking about uh, money and or inflation or you know whoever you want to blame it on, what politician you want to blame the country's <laughs> woes on, the bottom line is is that you still need 110 to get in the door. Right. Yeah. So I mean that, and that's fair for this for this type of car. That's practically a tank of gas these days. <laughs> It definitely, I just got back from the gas station. It definitely is. Yeah, every <laughs> 93, 93 is looking very harsh nowadays. And that and, and that's in on the East Coast. It's, 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 it's a little bit more difficult to obtain that on the West Coast. Um, so yeah, but I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. It is going to be interesting to find out, you know, what ultimately led to this decision. You know, everything eventually gets uh it gets revealed. So we'll find out. Was it the ticket sales? Was it just some other logistical problem um you know was a contract was there something in the terms or something now, out now, there interestingly enough right before we went live what did wwe tweet out on their darn account right before we went live i missed hell it in the cell, hell in the cell tickets are apparently all gone so hell in a cell in chicago is sold out so they yeah. made sure they want to make people know that's happening so okay they're moving tickets there vegas okay. on the other hand a whole different story. So, so do you think that it's because there's just options right now? I mean, let's 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 just let's just call it what it is. You're a wrestling fan today, all four of us, and we all got a, a budget of two fifty. Everyone's okay, right? I just heard a sneeze. Yep. All right, cool. Yeah, bless you. Right, no, no bless one flinched. So I'll just make sure everyone's okay. <laughs> no one moved in there. I was like, I, but I heard a sneeze. <laughs> We all got an allowance of two fifty on our big gold belt media uh, travel cards right now, right? And we could go okay. to any event right now, right now. It doesn't matter. Your flight and everything's free, but you got two fifty. 
to go anywhere. You have double or nothing. You have forbidden door. You have money in the bank. You have hell in the sale. Yeah, those are your options right now. What do you do? In both Bro, cases, I'm, it's Chicago or Vegas. That is same gosh, cities. Shit, I didn't even realize that. But yeah, so yeah, you almost melon void the, the city locations. It's just you either want to go to Chicago, or Vegas, and you still got to pick. But those it's are our four night. choices. So where would you go? And for me, it's it's a no brainer. It's money in the bank. For me, it's, it's money in the bank. That's, yeah, money in the bank for me, without question. Money in the bank in the stadium is what I was really curious about. I, I was really curious about that setup. And MGM is kind of like, uh, it, it takes away some of that extra sizzle of it. Yeah, and I and, and and also you know put some respect on Forbidden Door. That's a New Japan and AEW show inside of Jordan's house. So that's a pretty big. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Oh, the baseball player. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know there, there's there's a little bit of uh, uh, I say nostalgia. There's a, a little bit of prestige to that. There's prestige to MGM. So. Yeah, so we got three fo- folks saying um, uh, Money in the Bank. Jamal, what would your pick have been? Um, I still would go with Chicago. Uh, I don't really care about Hell in a Cell, uh, so okay. I would probably go to Forbidden Door just because it's the first ever co-branded AEW and sure. um, New a New Japan event. Sure. Um, I don't like Vegas as a city, so mm-hmm. it would have to be a really special event that spoke more to me. Okay. Um, that would bring me there. Uh, there's a reason why I'm not in Vegas right now, uh, because I, I it just isn't worth it compared to going over to um, other things that are happening pretty close in the, in the year. So uh, yeah. it would be the Forbidden Door, um, and even like as a real scenario, that was it. You know, double investments in Vegas. Like, okay, let's see what happens. But then a month later, they're doing Chicago. I canceled all my Vegas plans immediately and said, <laughs> "Yeah, we're going, I'm going to Chicago." Well, okay, so that's a great point. I'm glad you brought to that. And I'm wondering, because of these options, are people also using process of elimination? If you are going to, like, for instance, if you are just a complete wrestling enthusiast, you're going to Double or Nothing this weekend, July, uh, June. um, uh, A month later. So June, uh, what's uh, tomorrow? Today, actually. 27th, 28th, 29th, you're in Vegas. And then just... A month from now, you're going to go to Vegas again. And if you're coming from most of the, you know, folks are coming from East Coast. A lot of folks are coming from Chicago area. Why? Why are you going to go back? You know, because not only do the events matter, as Jamal said, and all of us kind of said, destination matters, too. So it is definitely like a process of elimination. And maybe WWE just took a anomaly of a logistical nightmare by that. Where you think sometimes it is cool to run after somebody else run, or is it because some folks may not want to go back again? That that could just be it. Folks only got so much money to spend, you know. Right, and I think that that on that side, that is a real thing where you have to, you know, if you're going to make me pick and choose, then I'm only going to pick one. Um, But also, I do think that the large majority, ninety something percent of people, are just not going to travel cross country. For certain events, what? I think that takes a special type of intuity to want to do that. Great um, and most of the fans are just going to be local anyway. Brought Chicago <laughs> at, you know, two or three, two and a half million people, hell of a lot more than Vegas. Um, even though, yes, a lot of Los Angeles will come. 
but gas is six dollars a gallon. Are you driving to Vegas now? Um, <laughs> I mean, so the, the, that is real, and that's the world that we live in I, at this moment right now. But go ahead. I was going to say, I think in fair comparison to us is that would you go to New York in the same fashion? Over when they announce Grand Slam, I'll be there. Right. So <laughs> if Double Nothing was in New York this week, you would probably go. But in a yeah, month yeah. from now, would you do it again? Exactly the same. Well, I mean, but that's but that's also the thing because selfishly, uh, New York is just is is a quick mega bus arrive up if you know if it doesn't flip over do, on the do, way. Do do LA oh, not have that same type of accommodation for Vegas? It's n- it's not three hours. It's, it is. It's a four it hour is. from LA it to, is. to yeah. Vegas. I've done it yep. on the bus. It's not four hours. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> it ain't. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. six. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm just saying, like I I am just saying if we're going if we're going to like really get into the nuts and bolts of this, what gas prices and food and stuff like that. If you're taking Greyhound to Vegas, that bus will get there overnight. I've done it. <laughs> let, let's <laughs> a red eye. Right. Yeah, f- I, folks. Let us. So it's, a, know. it's a different logistical issue, but I do think that no matter what, a lot of people are and as they should be uh, tightening yeah. their bootstraps and and keeping things a little bit more to the chest. Yeah, I, I don't think you know. Hell, I, I wish I had the uh, wherewithal to, you know, zip around the country. But when yeah. we were we when when we were in Orlando in March, and we were looking at things and and prices, like oh shit, fifty eight dollars. Let me just go ahead oh, and do that. What real a quick. what a time to be alive. What a that was March. <laughs> no, <laughs> yesterday's price yep. is it's not today's today. price. <laughs> What a time to be alive. Boy, we were balling out. We was like, man, we're about to book for the rest of the year. And he already had his grand scheme uh, of a, a vacation. And it was so good. And right. things got so bad, so bad. Quickly. But, yeah. Uh, but, folks, let us let us know, you know, wh- where you're going to be planning on attending. I will be at Money in the Bank. We will have folks in uh, Double or Nothing. Um, and we will be at Forbidden Doors. Yes, so I mean, I don't think nobody's going to Money in the Bank. So, and I'm not sure. So, so are you still going to Money in the Bank? Uh, it's questionable. 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 Yeah. So, sounds about what the price is saying right now. Sounds about prices right. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, but on the other, on the other end of the show, other half of this show, we're going to talk some AEW. Um, but oh, quickly, should I add with them changing to? Master Square Garden. I'm actually, I'm intrigued. I haven't been there in a very What's long time. Garden? Excuse me, MGM. Oh, MGM. Uh, with them changing to MGM, um, I'm I'm intrigued. And it's been a while since I've been to that arena. It's probably like a UFC fight that I went there for. Um, but I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, and MGM Grand, it has its, uh, you know, its its legacy to it. And um, I still think it's going to be a good event. And my commute from my hotel that was right next to Allegiant Stadium, now going across. Ah, guess I just got sweat a little bit unless I just take an Uber. And that Uber for five minutes is probably going to hit me for $25. Thank you, UFC and WWE. But yeah, folks, um, we're on the other end of this. We're going to talk some AW Double Nothing, Tony Khan's media call. Uh, we have to hit the indie spotlight. All that more news just in a second. We'll be right back. Our next partner has a product I use almost daily. AG1 from Athletic Greens is as close to a magic vitamin supplement as you can get and helps somebody like me who's constantly on the go. Maintain my optimal fitness and health levels as much as possible. 
So what's in this stuff? You're going to wonder. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right and help with all the digestive help you need. AG1 goes where I go. It goes to work with me, to the gym, or even when I'm covering events. Keeps me going when I need a boost because let me tell you, at the rate I go, I don't slow down for anybody, and this is the most helpful thing I can think of to help me get over that hump. Has less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And for me, most importantly, supports better sleep and quality recovery because everybody who knows me knows I don't sleep a lot of hours because I'm always working, but it helps in the long run. Trust me on that one. Now for you all wondering, I know what you're thinking. How much does it cost? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than fueling your cold brew habit or going to Starbucks to get the Mocha Wata Evachino. Now's the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. Take it from me. It's a lot easier. And to make it easier on you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash E-M-E-R-G-I-N-G. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Trust me, you'll thank me later. All right. Welcome back to the Big O Boat Wrestling Podcast. Quick shout out to our sponsors at Athletic Greens. Um, information in the description below on how you can get you some of that. Um, but y'all know what it is. If you've been a fan of this show, been listening for a while, you know, after our break, we like to uh, focus, shift our focus to independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. Thus, Jamal is up to now talk. Andy Spotlight, what you got, sir? Well, uh, because we were, you know, we're talking about Chicago, we were talking about Vegas. I was thinking about Warrior Wrestling. Uh, they're out there hey. in the Chicago area normally, but Can they are quick, doing. Quick shout a- out to Nick Hauserman of yeah. uh, the Wrestling Inc. commentary for Rest- uh, Warrior Wrestling. Uh, but yeah, but this uh, weekend on the 28th, they're going to be in Collinsville, Illinois, which is spitting distance from uh, St. Louis. So. If you're out there in the greater St. Louis area, head across the uh, the bridge there into Collinsville. It's the Gateway Center in Collinsville, Illinois. Uh, that's one gateway drive, Collinsville, Illinois, at the Gateway Convention Center. Uh, the show is Warrior Wrestling, number 22. Starts at 7 o'clock uh, Central Time, 7 o'clock local. The big match that I'm looking forward to is uh, Athena be versus... I'm going to need you to calm down. Uh, Athena versus Janai Kai is the big match that I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonah versus Cobb uh, is obviously a thing. I don't know how the ring is going to support it. Um, <laughs> Tootie Lynn versus Deanna Parato is uh, should be very interesting. Uh, and the um, you know, Yuya Uramura versus Alex Coughlin, which is going to be very interesting. Um, Will Ospreay apparently has a kidney infection, which is fucked. Um, so he's not going to be able Plus. to make the show. Um, I'm not sure who they're going to replace him with, uh, which I guess you'll just have to watch and find out. This mm. Uh, this weekend, the 28th, and of course the 28th is a Saturday, so it has nothing to do with your AEW plans, but if you're in the St. Louis area, 
head over to uh, East St. Louis in Collinsville, Illinois. It's Warrior Wrestling. You can get your tickets and more information at warriorwrestling.net or watch it on Fight. All right. All right. I'm, I'm also interested in that Mike Bennett and uh, Casey Navarro. Uh, Mike Bennett, who has been continuously proving that he is a pure wrestler. Yep. Casey Navarro is an amazing wrestler, but I want to yep. see if he can get down and dirty with somebody with the likes of Mike Bennett. That is going to be telling. And Casey's still so young. Hey, by the way, I saw a viral photo of Casey Navarro at a Miami Heat's game. And it's literally the funniest thing. If you see it, if you've seen it, then you know what I'm talking about. But it's literally the funniest thing ever. So it's no point in saying what, what it is because it's just him at a, at, a, at a game next to somebody else. They got Miami Heat jerseys on and jewelry and whatnot. And folks are trying to say they kind of like they're from the Jersey Shore or whatnot. But like, you know, memes can always change no matter whatever version of it you see. But the photo itself is funny. But well, yeah, let, that, me, that, let me put this out there real quick. Let me put this out there real quick. Royal Wrestling 24, which is uh, two shows from now. Uh, that's going to be June 26th. Two o'clock in Chicago. And that's going to be at the Malcolm X College, which is on Jackson Boulevard, about two blocks from the United Center. Ah, so uh, we're definitely going to revisit this in, 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 in a little while, but I'm just going to put this out there. Nothing's been announced by it, but they do have it up on their website for for the information. Uh, Warrior Wrestling 24, two o'clock, Chicago, a couple of spitting distance from the United Center, literally the venue and the United Center in the background on the on the uh, website. So just saying, if you needed a thing to do and you're not going to the Sox game, which is at 1:30, I'll be there for that. Well, Warrior Wrestling 24, you're not uh, right, right in the shadow, literally in the shadow of the United Center, when they do some some little indie show that the AEW is doing um, at the UC on the 26th. I gotta tell you, when we were like hitting towns hard, that was our thing. Like knowing that when the big show was there, a good, a, a good logistical oh, yeah. independent show is there. That makes me extremely happy. I cannot wait. Again, shout out to my my, my guy Nick Hauserman who who runs commentary um, for Re- Warrior Wrestling. The last time I was talking to him, he was just telling me, which I didn't know he was calling commentary. And I've always seen Re- Warrior Wrestling, but you know, I just had had a reason to go to Chicago because things weren't popping. Like Jamal is now talking about this interests me because this is now things to do. But he always said it was the place to be, and they've always had stacked cars. You always I always respected that, much like I respected uh, um, Thunder Rosa's promotion. You know, uh, yeah, Mission Pro. Pro. You just know, like you know, when if you're in town and it makes sense, you should check it out. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this, I mean, this this is intriguing. Them, uh, freelance wrestling, uh, you know, Black Label Pro in uh, in, in Indiana, uh, just across the border. Um, yeah, Chicago Land definitely has a lot of wrestling. It's the hotbed of wrestling coming through there. Yeah, from really all over the country. But yeah, I'm just saying, if you if you're going if you're going to be at the Forbidden Door. <laughs> Might want to go two houses down to the other door where Warrior Wrestling is. As Jamal <laughs> looks in the mirror at himself. <laughs> might, might, might see us, but we'll see. Um, anyway, let's talk about AEW because uh, we want to make sure we keep our, our, our show nice and concise and tight to make, to make our hour for the night. The AEW media call for Double or Nothing 2022. Uh, we were uh, privileged enough to be a part of it. Um, and the question I had asked, um, and I truly apologize, my connection was trash. And if you only knew what I was up against as to why, 
just know that I made it happen and and I'm alive <laughs> safely because uh, I had to do some things in order to make sure I could tap in. But I did get to listen to the call. I think I missed like one call in the, uh, one question in the beginning. Um, but our question was in regards to, well, if you're running um, Forbidden Door in Chicago, what about All Out? That's usually the place to be for Chicago. And, you know, Tony Khan... Um, you know, and his answer pretty much uh, responded that, you know, he understands how much that event means to that city. He didn't confirm that it was going to be there, but he also knew that, like, there was a mass responsibility to make sure that it, it is of some sort. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that, but uh, we were curious about that. We did have some other questions that did not get answered. I mean, we wanted to know Sheeta's timeline of return that wasn't asked. The other question I'm surprised nobody asked is the um, uh, what's it called, Jamal? The um, the c- battle casino casino. Oh yeah, well the casino battle royale happened this year. Yeah, because they did have to tag one on Dynamite a while ago, but you know this. I, no, with this, double or nothing, that's the big gimmick. That is the big gimmick, exactly. So you know, nobody asked about that. I was wondering like the absence of it, but you know. We'll, we'll hold our results off for that. But uh, do anybody have this transcript up? And if not, then... I don't have a transcript, but I do have some notes. Okay, uh, let's talk from... about it. So about um, it. I'm just going to just skim through a bunch of notes. Uh, some of the questions that were asked, and if they have uh, the person to ask the questions, then I'll shout them out too. Um, Tony Khan, uh, as it says, and I'm reading this from the last word on sports, but the Tony Khan said that the double or nothing so far has grossed $1.1 million in ticket yeah. sales, which is their highest gate in history. So... Uh, good on them, and they've definitely had more people in attendance. Um, where uh, I think Grand Slam may be their physically their largest attended show. Um, the Chicago show with for CM Punk may be the number two, and uh, Dynamite at the Verizon Center may be uh, number three or four. But the bottom line hey. is, that, yeah, well, I mean, that was I think that was 14,000 to change, too. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. so that may be number three or four, but uh, this one, uh, the highest grossing. Uh, which means that tickets were are at a premium in Vegas. So, damn. Um, uh, Sean Raddick and a PW Torch asks, what innovations or changes that AEW can bring to the next level of fans? Love of this question. Love uh, this good question. question. Yes. Uh, Khan said that the best thing that he can do is develop and take care of their wrestlers. Uh, development wrestlers for the future and creating an atmosphere where free agents will want to sign is also added by, it was also added by Khan that he'd like to try and hit new outlets through a streaming service also. Uh, we can talk about what the next level of AEW looks like. And okay. personally, I think that 2025 is AEW is the start of AEW 2.0. Um, I think that you, you're going to have a lot of contracts 3, 3. coming up. 3.0, just to be clear. Would you say you think now is 2.0? Yes, absolutely. Everything that AEW founded itself on in their first iteration – is not existent. Right I can now. see the punk Dan the punk Danielson Cole era is very Thank different. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair 2. enough. 0. Fair yeah, enough. Okay. But that's that's what something that we'll get into uh, at a later date because I think that yeah. 2025 we're going to be whatever Friedman's going to do he's going to do. Punk Danielson uh, they may or be gone. Who knows if Sting will still be there? Who knows if Christian will still be there? Their um, TV situation. Yeah. You know, what's right? the TV situation going to be? As that should have been handled in 2024. So I think. Christmas 2024 into 2025 should be the framework for a new era of AEW. What should that look like? Um, and then, of course, you know, we'll, we'll discuss that, in, in, you know, later on. Um, 
Brandon Thurston, who uh, does WrestleNomics, he asked Khan about his purchase of Ring of Honor and why he thought it would be why he bought it outright rather oh. than through another company. Not, well, Khan not a good answer. Hmm? <laughs> not a good answer here. <laughs> well, Khan made it clear that he wants uh, Ring of Honor and AEW to work together, but to be separate commodities, which is why he will oh. be running them both separately. Can, okay, let me let me paraphrase what he okay. said. He basically said he got a call, he got an opportunity, and he didn't want to make it difficult, so he bought it right then. That that's okay. what he said. So so what you're saying sounds way more sophisticated. This to him was just like, well, that sounds like a lot of business. I just pulled it out my pocket, took care of it, and that was that. So that's fine. If Buy that's the how place, business. and we'll figure it out later. <laughs> or just to make sure nobody else yeah. gets it. Or, or or the complications of who else is involved when it, it when when you start to say AEW. I mean, Jamal, me and him had extensive conversations about this. Mm-hmm. I would have never guessed that this was how this was going to be hands, handled. Where it's like, hey, Jamal, um, this is Sinclair. Would you like to buy uh, Ring of Honor? First thing you would think was, okay, what does that mean for? Other things in your personal life? What does that mean for big gold belt? You know, things like that. Just hypothetically thinking. Or you could just be like, I don't want none of them to know. Here's the money. Let's let's call it clean. And then next thing you know, you're out like, guess what I did, y'all? And everybody's like, wait, what? <laughs> like we we get no none no no bit of the pie here. T- to me, I and again, I don't know what that type of business is. I don't know what that type of money is, but like to me, how he answered that was was like a, a very stutteringly way of saying, like. Um, there's not like business that was involved. So I figured if I just paid for it out of my pocket, that would just be good. Um, I have the quote. So I'm going to read this from the wrestling Inc. So good on those guys for, for, for quoting this. Look at Nick uh, getting uh, another shout out. That's three shout for Nick. <laughs> um, about the Ring of Honor purchase, uh, Khan said, and I quote, I just jumped on it, honestly. It was a unique opportunity. I was on the phone and I heard that if I paid a certain price, I could buy Ring of Honor then and there. I didn't want to complicate it or make it any more difficult than it had to be. I just said I'll do it right then and there. It's easy for me to do that, and I because you got car money, yeah, it is easy. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess the way I looked at it at the time was the price is right, the opportunity was right, and I was looking out for AEW. I'm always thinking of AEW. Um, and then it goes into how he is looking to keep it a separate brand. Now here's now here's obviously the another gotcha question about that is I don't know why. There are people that believe that Ring of Honor is, should be, and will be a developmental brand for AEW and NXT for AEW. That doesn't get the narrative of what we're seeing right now. Okay, so there's another question, or maybe it was part of that question, where he says that Ring of Honor pay-per-view did Ring of Honor's best numbers and biggest numbers ever, and it, it was presented like a big deal for Ring of Honor. I don't agree with that. I think everybody in their back of their mind said this felt like an inferior brand to AEW. Of course, it's not bigger than AEW. That's 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 evident. But you can't tell me that nothing about that pay-per-view felt like AEW's little brother. It didn't feel like it was going to compete with it. It didn't feel like it was going to stand aside of it. So you can say everything you want to say. But that was, a, as we said a couple of episodes ago, that was a process of elimination, trimming the fat, and a complete divide of, hey, if you're on AEW, you're probably going to win your match and you're going to go on that side. I got the brand, those wrestlers and their loyalty to this gone the other way. It, by no means can anybody sit here and say like, we may not say developmental, 
but it sure as hell ain't standing as like another entity by itself. It where is a show? Where's another show at? If it's supposed it's to compete, it's it can't stand as another entity when the only thing it's done on its own is that one show. Since Hello. he took it over, I mean that's it. Can't no, I mean, can agree. Cannot agree that it's not like a developmental or just as I said, just the a, reason why I say a donor that, though, vehicle. The reason why I say that though is because if it were developmental. Where does the developmental characters? Well, like I said, that's what I said. It is literally like a donor vehicle. It's like, again, for anybody who's ever built a car, you have a car and then you need parts of another car that's maybe right. missing a motor or a trans. So you say, oh, I'll buy that shell. Oh, I need the side panel. I need some interior stuff. And then after that, you just get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, like it, you know, it's called doubles. the Frankenstein where you have a Toyota Corolla with Ford hubcaps on it. I understand <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> seen too many of those driving down Minnesota Avenue. What the idea? Say, that's that's an everyday thing. But yeah. but the idea is that still doesn't make it developmental, though. I mean, I'm not I'm obviously sure. we don't know what the framework of Ring of Honor is because they literally have no no, no sustainable <laughs> roster, uh, except like Khan and Tully Blanchard. Um, they don't have a, a, a method for distribu- you know, distributing the show. Uh, we don't know when to see it. We don't know where we'll see it. They just yeah. surprise. It's a Ring of Honor match. Yeah, and we haven't can, seen Gresham since. Can, so, can you can you can you ask the biggest question? It was like two questions after mine. It was by a young lady, um, a young woman who asked about AEW and DDT Pro. That to me, I feel is the biggest question, one of the biggest questions of the whole thing. There was an amazing question asked about Discovery Warner Brothers uh earlier in it. Yep. But a little bit after my question, somebody asked about the relationship with AEW and DDT Pro. If you can, if you can write, read that one for Batum, that that's the one. I don't have that one. Um, I have uh, the question. I do have John Alba's question from about the Warner Brothers Discovery merger. Yeah, it wasn't um, that and about, it was... and about what they, uh, what he felt about it. And of course, it's a good deal for everyone. Uh, so much money, so much winning. And they uh, AEW and Warner Brothers are going to link up in Los Angeles after Dynamite. Yeah, um, I mean they threw, they threw a party for them. I they're was going like, oh, to that... Los Angeles this uh, this week. Yeah, that 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 means nothing. That and well, they, I mean, it's can... for them to like rub hand, you know, shake elbows and rub hands and whatever the hell they do weird out there. It's better than them not throwing a party for them. <laughs> it's at least that some. you just got to go into it with the idea, knowing that as soon as that party's over, anything that was said don't mean a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, hold on. I'm, I just googled it real quick too. Uh, let me see. Um, yeah, AEW's. You know, of course, they want to tour Canada, but they don't have a date for that yet. Um, your ass better be vaccinated oh. if you cross that border. Uh, that's all I know. So, so Samantha, Samantha Shipman asked it. Yeah, yeah. Go, about go more for it, women Will. going through the forbidden door is what she asked about. So, Tony so Khan right. said he he would love to see more men and women from DDT and is happy about how that relationship has worked out so far. Very, very pat answer bro her question said and 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 again i'm paraphrasing because i don't have it directly she spoke about the forbidden door she one one moment she says like well you know the forbidden door you know we we seen you know this whole thing with aw new japan you know you got this partnership with ddt pro you know they have a women's division we know uh new japan does not work with um new new japan do not work with women and then, you know, there's been this whole thing with Impact and, you know, there were women, you didn't use those and whatnot. So is there 
chance that possibly you're going to use some women on this Forbidden Door show or what? And that was that. To Will's well, answer. To me, that was the most... It didn't answer the question to me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the first thing. But leave it open for for uh, for like any possibilities that could get somebody to think about what could happen in that. The, but the answer to me was that hey, we did not work with women with Impact Wrestling documented. We have not had women come through the Forbidden Door in any other entity. Now that we have this opportunity with DDT Pro, we absolutely are going to do it. That's the answer. Uh, Jamal, who's on DDT Pro uh, Women's Division? Because I'm not familiar. They don't have one. Okay. That's why the question is kind of confusing to me. Uh, DDT does not have a women's division. Uh, they literally have one woman, uh, Saki, Saki Sama, who works DDT shows. But Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling is owned by Cyberfight, which also owns DDT, Gunbare Pro, and uh, Noah, Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, it is not a it is a sister company in the same way that Stardom is a parent system company to New Japan, but in no way, shape, or form are you getting women on a DDT show. Yeah, Saki. So I, other I, than I, other than Saki, uh Saki Saki Sama, right because there's a different Saki who's lovely. Um, you're not getting women on a DDT show. Yeah. So but, that's why I the mean, question confused me. Or, or the answer is the answer. It's like, well, they don't actually have a women's division. So um, that, just, but, that, that just tells you you can also jog yourself. Fair, though, if, he, if he can answer that, then he knew what she meant. So there's that. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, they would be able to say, like, hey, uh, we want to bring in NBA players uh, like Cheryl Swoops. I'm like, well, no. That's not how yeah. that works. Yeah, Cheryl Swoops I mean, is not an NBA player. Yeah, this I mean just call it. You know what you know you know what I mean. I don't I don't want to imply such a very pivotal question like that and just be like, ah, I actually don't know what you're talking about, but I don't know. Um well, any other important parts of of it or any other um I mean I thought that you know it was interesting that he mentioned that the Owen Hart tournament could be a yearly thing at double or nothing. Mm -hmm. I find that interesting because they haven't announced. Uh, the Casino Battle Royale. Now, granted, Rampage is tomorrow, and it is live at 5.30 Eastern, uh, 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central, 2 o'clock out there, uh, 3 o'clock out there in the West Coast. So, yeah, get home early from work if you if you want to watch it. But, um, yeah, good luck with that. In Hawaii, it, just, it comes on next Thursday. Good luck with that. But, um, <laughs> but the idea I could, is... I could be wrong about this. But I almost want to say that I had heard in the past couple of weeks that they were dropping the Casino Battle Royale as a, as a thing, that they thought it had run its course and it wasn't working. But well, I could be wrong. I mean, how does it work when you just drop these random people every other week? It also loses that bit of prestige to it and, 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 and excitement factor because you could just say, and next Wednesday, someone else is showing up. Who could it be? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's like if, if, they, if NXT was doing it weekly, but we knew every takeover, get ready to see who's going to be in the crowd. That was exciting. That was a thing. Never on during the week. But, you know, that's not how they operate. So. Yeah, I mean, if, you, uh, if you're watching The Price is Right and every day they give away a car and then once a month they have a special car show where they give away nothing but cars, yep. <laughs> it devalues all the cars that they'll ever give away. And that's yeah. kind of what it is. AEW's kind of pivoted into the surprise, to, to the gotcha, to the internet pop. And, and 
yeah. now when you have the Joker, it's kind of lost its value because people are expecting it. And yeah. that's a thing. You can't be surprised if you're expecting it. Yeah. Also, also too, like, you know, you go to the Oprah show during the holidays because you know she's going to go off. That's the yeah. only show I want to go to. <laughs> you know she's going all the free stuff. <laughs> you know what it is. You Please know let me get is. tickets to Oprah in December. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, Ellen, who also had her last day on television. Too. Yeah, we won't we'll talk about Ellen. Won't be missed. Yeah, yeah. Um, privilege. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> somehow weathered the storm through everything and just got to just have a nice center. But hey, that's a com- that's a conversation for another. That's podcast. a different podcast. <laughs> um, let's talk about double nothing. It is this weekend. Um, any excitement for everybody? I know me and Jamal talked a lot uh, that last little segment because it was kind of news driven. Uh, but Will and Marcel, is any excitement going into Double or Nothing this weekend? For me, not not really. Um, I fell off on AEW and my momentum is going down. But I, what I noticed, it's a lot of multiple tag team matches where you're just throwing all people together just so you can get them on the show. Um, it, it's it's okay, I guess, if you want to say I'm looking for you know the CM Punk and Paige title match. But it, to me, I'm just not interested in it. But once again, it may be a type of show where even though the build-up, I'm not really excited about. The show itself may be decent, and that's how I felt about the last couple of uh, special events for for double well, premium events rather for WWE. Um, I just have no high hopes for it, but I'm pretty sure the content or the wrestling of the show will probably be great. But going in, I'm not really excited. That's okay. kind of where I'm at. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in here as a question because this is the main thing I keep seeing people talking about with this show. So is CM Punk and Hangman Page for the title. I mean, since CM Punk has shown up, it seems he's become pretty much the the hottest property there, the yep. top guy they're pushing. That's been a big part of why I just haven't been into AEW lately because it's not a guy I'm interested in watching. But Lord knows for that audience, it works. So I can't take it away from them that they're doing that. So given all that's been going on, is it time to pull the trigger on CM Punk putting the belt on him or do you stay the course with hangman page well, what do y'all think on this? i think i think you keep it with page in a way i mean because technically if i'm right page is the face punk is the heel in this match but it seems uh, like questionable that, at times questionable <laughs> right but in, in this instance i think it makes it better if you have punk chasing page in in this instance where this could be like a continuation of this feud um i i, I just don't see Hangman Page losing like that. I think if you put the title on Punk, to me, it's going to be hard to get it off of him, but have him chase a little bit. Uh, back in November, when uh, Page won, the question that Will and I were uh, kicking around was, is Page that guy? Is he that guy that's going to leave the company, be the face of the company? We knew at the time that Moxley was not back. We knew at the time that Kenny Omega was going away for a long while and that we Turns out that long while is still going. Um, he's going to have to carry the company on his back with that belt into the next whatever. Well, Cody's gone. Jericho has pivoted out, out well outside of the title scene. Uh, and the next man up are Eddie Kingston, uh, maybe Starks, eh, I guess. Uh, maybe Jungle Boy, eh, I guess. Um, and Adam Page is at the front. They put uh, Daniel Bryan for whatever fucking reason into a boy band with uh, Steve Regal, 
which makes no sense. But okay, and and Yuta, which makes no sense. But okay, cool. Oh, they did oh that. don't 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 forget the don't forget the other person. You know you want to say it. So they did that, and then they um, <laughs> uh, your boy. <laughs> so they they go out there, and then that just doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and then they go ahead, and who's left at the top for for Paige? Really, the biggest thing I'm waiting for the pay per view is honestly the dynamite after the pay per view. I really wanted the hard reset it. Uh, I hope Punk wins. I hope there's some major shakeups at the pay per view. Give people the reason to watch the pay per view. Number one, to see yeah. some major shakeups, it, and number it, two, is double um, nothing. Is double nothing considered the the reset pay per view? I don't think it's considered the reset pay per view. But considering where we are right now with AEW and the lull that it's been in, and I'll I'll happily admit that I'm the biggest AEW fan among the four of us. Mark, it's been be that a fan. I mean, my name's not Mark, but um, <laughs> it's a uh, it's been in a lull for the past six to eight months. Um, and and we can just we can go into that in, in detail later on. But the yeah. bottom line is, I think they need a hard reset, uh, reevaluate every angle reevaluate where they are and push that shit in a different direction. And I think with Punk as this nebulous heel champion, um, might be the way to go. Because Paige ain't it. Yeah. All right. So my my question, I mean my answer to that is Adam Page is always the biggest question mark in AEW. Because when AEW was formed, I was I firmly believed that it I wasn't sure would he actually be a part of that roster um when you t- when you talk about being an elite it's more marty than than adam you know he's kind of left behind a little bit you know um but i i gotta say that as as a wrestler he has developed as more of a personality grew his fan base he he kind of came in his no in his uh in his own he's a cowboy but yet that gimmick still kind of sets out Along amongst others, like he might be the only cowboy gimmick going on right now. And the biggest thing for him is that, like, um, he's still got a lot of room to improve. He's still significantly young in terms of wrestling. Um, and he's had big profile matches. So for me, the the the, the championship has helped him because I don't think that he gets this type of attention, he don't get these type of reps. You don't get to make a solid determination if he could ever be that guy for real without this circumstance. Unfortunately, the landscape of wrestling is going to be problematic for him because he more than anybody needs to pull a Cody. He needs to go hit the road. He needs to see can he reinvent himself and then be desired to come back. When you talk about the elite, when you're talking about being the elite, he just he's never going to be anything but on the bottom of that. He's never going to be bigger than the Bucks. He's never going to be bigger than Omega in every shape. And I think that considering how much the Bullet Club, how much the Elite has elevated talent, it really didn't work for him, which is the biggest anomaly of all. Like, it really did not help take him to the next level. This championship reign has, and I think when you talk about building younger talent, he's the epitome of it. If you're talking about, like, if you had to put everybody in, like, high school you say he was a senior but right after him as as juniors is mjf jungle boy uh darby allen and so on so like you have to say like listen if if you're not going to graduate and go to bigger better things you got a whole nother class that is steaming behind you quick so your time in the middle is very critical sir because you're on the top so it's yours to grab but has he actually grabbed it not really i didn't see the the elevation of wrestling 
Um, that still has a lot of work to do. Daniel Bryan ran circles around him. And I know that's a hard comparison, but that just shows you that, like, you're not going to ever expect him to be as good as Daniel Bryan, but could he close that gap? Could he surprise you in it? And I'm thinking to myself, like, not bad, but nah. Still it didn't help it. it didn't help him that his title win synced right up when all those shiny new toys arrived. Yeah, that was had a lot more momentum. Right out, Punk, yeah. Cole, and Danielson all showing up right yeah. around yep. right around then. That spotlight should have been he should have had a lot more spotlight on him, and they were getting a ton of it. And I and I think Cody, year. I think besides the, the finances part with Cody, I think he also realized that too. And I think I think Adam Page needs to hit the road. He needs to see his value elsewhere. I, I you know, go hit the towns and whatnot. So does Punk need to win? No, I do not like an old timer in this case. <sighs> should, should Punk win? Do I yes, want Punk no. to win? Is Punk going to win? All different questions, but I hope he doesn't. And But the, in this case, it might be a blessing in disguise if he does. But I'll say I think- this, though, just to add to that, it goes back to the same narrative that we talked about WWE. It goes back to the same narrative, that narrative. about WCW. It's still, you're only putting these big-time winners to keep on winning these belts. You're never going to develop these mid-tiers to become champions and see them grow throughout. It's, it's, it's wrestling in general just doing that. It's not even mid-tiers to them. It's this young talent that is ready to go. Wrestling's so different that you're not getting folks like Darby Allen and say, oh, he's only been wrestling for three years. Hell no. Him, MJF, Ricky. Ricky was one of the Warlow. biggest names. Warlow. Ricky was one of the biggest names on the free agents that I heard from numerous folks saying this dude is legit and is ready to go. He's the total package. Mm-hmm. And you look at him, you're like, oh, there's definitely star power there. He just needs his opportunity, which means mm-hmm. when he does get that opportunity, <clears throat> somebody else in this podium, and it could be somebody like MJF that looks at it and say like, all right, well, this ain't going to work for me. I don't have another three years to be redshirted. I, I got to go. So it's just interesting that the issue with now is with all these new shiny toys, the dominoes are not going to fall the way that you want your dominoes to fall. You got this whole little design laid out and you think you hit one, it's going to all do all that. One of those are going to pop out and then it's going to stop somewhere. And I think this punk thing could be one of the it, one of the issues in that cascading the way that it should. So I don't know, man, but it's going to be interesting to see how many of these folks control their narrative or better themselves <laughs> in this scenario. Cause some folks are going to need to hit the towns, man. Some folks are going to need to hit the town for, for real, for real. I can also say, and I love this, this, this person, but I also think he's probably gonna have to look in the mirror too. Dante Martin, really good, really good. A top talent. Anyway, hey, private party. Will we be talking about them in a couple of months? No. Yeah, so, when they uh, debut when they redebut at House Glory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, it's 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 just a circumstance where somebody like Punk, who has been very avid about wanting to build the younger talent, him winning the championship doesn't quite meet his mission statement. <laughs> it it doesn't to me. But if he does do oh, it, no. I think <clears throat> no, I think it does. I think it one hundred percent does because he is. The person number one, uh, Adam Page doesn't necessarily need Punk's help. If Punk's going to give him the rub, then it's going to happen. That's number one. 
Number two, well, whoever challenges already, after we've already seen that kind of happen with, with Darren Bryan, it didn't work, or Brian Dan saying it didn't work. So. Because because Brian fucking dog walked him. It wasn't close. But <laughs> Punk and, and Paige are having a more comparative uh oh, time in the boy. ring. I mean, like, uh, don't don't yeah. get me wrong. When Brian did what he did and he washed him, it wasn't close. I said, no, nah, this ain't the guy. And that, that's yeah. just what it is. Now, when Punk and they're having a more uh, there's more parody with Punk and and, and uh, uh, Adam Page yeah, in their storyline and their build. So that's that's all that does help Page because Page for the first time actually looks like the fighting champion that well people that people that like him think he is. Um, yeah. The long and short of it is is that let's say that Punk does win because that's what I want to happen. The next person that he feuds with, whether it is Darby, they have they have presidents there. Whether it's uh, Friedman, they have a, a situation there. Or somebody else, you know, on the younger side or the older side, you still get to face CM Punk. Oh, you get to face Champion Punk. And also, and more importantly, we don't know how long he's going to be. Maybe he enjoys the next 18 months that he has or two years or whatever that he has on his contract and decides to stick around. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, how, how much of that is going to stick to his word? But the bottom line is, is that I think Punk winning would be like John Cena winning the U.S. title. It elevates the belt, number one. Um, and number two, you get to work with the person that they say is the guy. I, I, for the, for the sake of us running on our time, I'm going to say I disagree. Punk is notable working with, with or without the belt because it's punk. And that's the biggest new shiny toy that's sitting in the garage there. Also, Kenny Omega, I as suspect, will be coming back to face his former tag partner in the booking for the end of that match. So we'll see. Folks, anybody has anything else they want to add for tonight's show? Good on um, I, I want to add one thing really quickly. I know uh, that we don't have time for a lot of news. Uh, yeah, so give us wanna... the big news, the big one. Um, uh, Alexa Bliss is lovely. Uh, she's you know really cool, and she has a she has a pig, and the pig grew up to be a massive pig, and unfortunately yeah. passed away. Do not. And I repeat, and I don't know why we have to say this. Oh, boy. Do not threaten to shoot Alexa Bliss and her newlywed husband out of love. Fuck yourself. You're not that guy. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Don't do it. It's dumb. Don't type it. And if you type it, delete it. Yeah. And if you delete it, drink some bleach. Because yeah. you need to cleanse yourself from the inside out. This shit is dumb. Yeah, Alexa Bliss uh, tweeted out, on, or she put something on the Instagram uh, tomorrow, May twenty seventh. She's having a charity event for the Saving Huey Foundation. Uh, it's at uh, six p.m. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern. On her Instagram, the Saving Huey Foundation helps uh, animals. Um, it's like an animal charity, basically, and she's going to be raising money for them in the celebration of her uh, deceased pig's birthday, which I guess which which. Either is tomorrow or, or soon. But the bottom line is, is that some ass hat on her in her slithered into her mentions and uh, started talking reckless. And and she said that she turned that uh, those statements over to the authorities. Lock his yeah, right. ass up. But the, thing, but the thing is, is that um, no, just don't, just stop. Yeah, yeah, just stop. Seek help. Yeah. Um, also, but also more importantly than that. Um, uh, go ahead and uh, check out uh, Bliss's Instagram. <clears throat> Donate it if you can. Watch if you want. But, you know, she's doing a good cause. And regardless of what some bullshit happens, but uh, she's trying to, you know, do a righteous uh, cause. And 
uh, spread the word for animal safety and, and animal care, which is a good thing. So good on her for that. Yeah. Shout out to the great Okan, New Japan Pro Wrestling yeah. talent, having the best time of his life in Vegas right now. Some of the best content <laughs> online. <laughs> Those are some photos that are out there, folks. Yes, they are. <laughs> I thought they were shooting Hangover 4. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. <laughs> That'll jackass. <laughs> so, but anyway, having a good time, man. But, um, yeah, that's going to do it. We did go a little bit over on our time, about 10 minutes of our usual hour. But we had a lot of fun tonight. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll be back each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch, on Twitter. And the following day, you can catch that 